0: Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to the Gospel Underground Podcast. This is episode 105, Kayla at College, a good witness. Kayla at College, part two. We're broadcasting live, well, live for us from shed quarters and campuses and various places up and down Highway 81 here in Virginia. Up and down the corridor. We're in Lexington. Virginia. We're in Blacksburg, Virginia. We're in Radford, Virginia. And we are happy to be with you today. I have with us again, we did this in the first semester, now in our second semester, almost finishing up, almost spring break, Yeah. Kayla Joy Monahan coming to us from Washington Lee University. And what what do you guys call it, Lex and Lex? <laughs> Lexington is
1: fine, but yeah, we do call it Lex.
0: I've heard, I've heard this, and uh, because your brother repeats it all the time, anytime uh, we drive by, is Kayla and Lex? Probably, Jesse. I I need your wisdom and insight for one second here, because apparently Kayla is potentially, almost, maybe, going to be in a sorority. Do you know Whoa. anything? Do, do you know anything about this world? I know nothing.
2: Well, uh, here in Rad, <laughs> where uh, where I met my wife in college, she was in a sorority. Oh. I, I know I know more than um, maybe well, I does. should about sorority world, but of course, Radford in the nineties is surely different than Washington and Lee
0: now. So I really don't feel qualified <laughs> to speak to it at all. Yeah, my experience in Greek life, I texted Kayla, was uh, associated with, in my younger days, before I was a Christian, just uh, finding frat boys who wanted to dance. And by that, I meant uh, they they were bored like we were late at night, wanted to fight. Um, So I whipped a few (laughs) frat boys in my life. But other than that, uh, Kayla, hopefully I won't have to whip any more frat boys in the future. Uh, But congratulations on your uh, bid, is that what it's called?
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got my pin last night oh, officially, wow. so I'm a member of Pi Beta Phi. I'm not initiated yet. That'll be in a couple of weeks, so it's not totally official, official, but we're getting there,
0: so. Congratulations. Congratulations. Well, thank you for joining us. I I know uh, your first time here uh, for Calet College, you've been on here multiple times for various reasons. Uh, we wanted to talk about what it was like, you know, going through covid Uh, On campus, which is you're still going through COVID on campus. Oh yeah, not changed. Apparently, Uh, but also uh, what it was like adjusting to university setting. And so, um, obviously, I'm your dad, and we we have talked about various things regularly. Uh, One of the things Jesse Kayla's done a great job on is staying in touch with both Casey, (laughs) myself. I'll I'll hear her on a FaceTime with her little brother, Um, so we we don't feel like we're missing out on too many things, but we're excited. We hear all the things going on, friends being made uh, and wanted to see a little bit from you today, how it, what it's like being a, you're almost 20, which is almost not teenager anymore.
1: I know it's very uh, weird.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. I still remember installing a car seat and feeling very unqualified for this. Like, can they just let you take it home? This is, this, <laughs> a, this, this is shocking. Um, that's still fresh in my memory. Um, but you're in a university setting, you're following the Lord in your place, uh finding uh academic world, social world, uh college world. And so we just wanted to check in with you and see how things were going and ask you some questions. Sound good?
1: Works for me. Wow. What I signed up for. <laughs>
0: well, as we begin, um universities, um, Our special place, Jesse and I both uh, grew tremendously, became believers and uh, myself, I became a Christian in college setting. Jesse drew trem- tremendously in his university years, and then both of us worked in college ministry. I guess we still do a little bit. A lot of college students yeah. at, at our church that Jesse's connected with and then the Bonhoeffer House, and I'm working with them Virginia Tech wrestlers. Um, so we still kind of work with your crowd, but it's an interesting place to be a distinct Christian. Obviously, many kids who maybe grow up around religious upbringings, come to college and do various things. Um, but I wanted to ask you, what is it like, uh, walking as a believer, right? Trying to be as distinctly Christian in your university experience thus far. I know you're only year in, but thus far,
1: uh, God's moved plenty in a year. It has been equally difficult and equally joyful, I would say. Um, trying to be distinctly Christian, being a Christian doesn't make me this like outsider a lot of the time, um, but it is definitely known as, like, who I am. So me and my friends, because we're nerdy on Friday nights, instead of, you know, doing anything too insane to go get COVID, we sit around and play crossword puzzles. We put them on the TV, and we'll play for hours. Um, every time there's a Bible question, everybody looks at me. <laughs> it's just, it's part of who I am um, to my core, and everybody around me knows that relatively quickly, and I'm pretty open about it. It is just, um, people treat me differently. Like, they get uncomfortable swearing around me sometimes, or they just... Like, don't know, like, what is she okay with? What can I say? And I'm like, say what you want. I'm not going to necessarily agree with you. I'm not necessarily going to be like, oh, yes, let's continue doing that line of thinking. Or (laughs) let's do those really wise decisions that a lot of college kids make. But the bottom line is living as a distinct Christian just means that I get to love people a lot deeper than they even are used to a lot of the time.
0: And so your, your friend group is kind of very mixed of all different backgrounds and, and yeah. tell, tell us a little bit about that.
1: So when I first got here, um, I spent a lot of time on my hall, which is kind of who we were plugged in with right away. And then when I came back this semester, none of them were here because I got back early the move and stuff. It's a whole hoo-ha, but <laughs> There wasn't anybody that I was close to really back yet. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go sit in the common room (laughs) and this is terrifying. And I don't know these kids, but I'm just going to go because I didn't really know anybody on my floor. And so I did. And we started all hanging out because we didn't have classes yet. And for about a week, um, they're now some of my best friends overnight. And so there's a whole range of kids who went to private schools, who went to public schools, one, um, one of my closest friends, Pennsylvania, one's from Richmond, one's from, two are from North Carolina, a couple from Florida. And it's just been kind of like a whole eclectic mix of different faiths, of different upbringings and how they push back against those or embrace those. Um, and I'm lucky enough that I got involved right away with a ministry called InterVarsity. Um, and we started a small group that has gotten really tight. And we started, um, we met over winter break. Via Zoom and really got close, and people have started asking, "Hey, what is that? You guys are always so happy all the time. You're always want it's so excited for Monday nights. We get to go to IV. You're like, what is this?" Um, and asking, like, "Hey, like, can I come?" To the point that we've now we went from eight to twenty one overnight. I mean, like, just had an explosion of people starting to just come. We had to create two nights now for the first years because <laughs> because of, um, of the
0: COVID. That's a
2: COVID problem. Yeah,
1: yeah, but. Um, it's been amazing to see God move in so many different kinds of people, just because we all care about each other. We all have the same baseline values. If we want to care about other people and we don't want to get COVID, um, (laughs) which honestly is the baseline value that not everybody has. And what we all desperately want community. And we all want to feel connected to people in the midst of that. Um, And so God's an easy way. Like God is the thing that can connect anyone from any background, no matter what. And so, half like we were praying as a small group to like have conversations about like God or just figuring out where people are at. I can't tell you within four days, I think I had six conversations with six different Mm -hmm. people. Like it just happened. I was like, this isn't me. Like if this is me, then I'm, I don't think there's no way. Like I would just fall over. Um, And so I think I've been super blessed to expand my friend groups the way that I have, especially right now. Um, And just feeling like unbelievably connected to this campus so many groups of people, but knowing that like everyone is different has been just taught me a lot. Um, but also taught me a lot about how the unifying love of Christ can really do anything mm. and, um, change anyone's heart.
2: Man. I, so can I, I, I got a couple of follow-ups here for you, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, one is kind of, uh, a silly follow-up, which is, has the college culture, I mean, is, is crosswords together on a Friday night? Like, is this a movement? Is this a normal thing? No. Like, is this a particularly Kayla thing or is this like something you should know is happening?
1: I, I somehow doubt that it is a movement. Okay. Um, we also are building very tiny houses that we got <laughs> kits for. And I built, I made 107 tiny books and put them all together and we have full libraries <laughs> and greenhouses. And this is how we spend our weekends. We have RAs we, on We'll fall, put a so. picture
0: of that in the show notes for yes. you guys of the tiny house. Very proud
1: of my tiny library. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <guys. laughs>
0: so little I, tiny I, books.
2: Yeah, so I've, I, I've got a serious um, follow up from yeah. that, and it's uh, uh, first it gets me excited hearing about. It. I mean, so, so I'm I'm glad we're going to go in a little bit further. I love thinking back to college, and then for me, I you know I haven't really left the college campus. Uh, it's such a unique environment where you can just like sit in a common area and strike up conversations, and that's normal. Yeah. Um, but I just want to say, I think you develop it's yeah uh, the idea that this isn't me, it's God, mm-hmm. but but also that you're you're taking steps of faith to initiate conversations yeah. to be, be present around other people uh, seems like, to me to be really important habits for. Yeah life after college because it's not always going to be as easy to just kind of sit around and talk. But if you're, you know, I'm wondering if you're thinking at, at all about this is preparing me for, you know, you're almost 20 now, you know, what, what about when you're 25 or you're 30? Are you giving much thought to that while you're there?
1: Um, yes and no. Um, I will say for the immediate, me and my friends in particular who are on the floor are very conscious that it's coming to an end very quickly Because even next year we'll all be disconnected. We'll all be living different places, um, and not having that space in three months we're very, very aware of. Mm. Um, Now in terms of how that will be in five years, when like we're not even on a campus that facilitates that, definitely I've thought about some. And then for like what I want to do with my life is going to be connecting with people. as as a baseline and, and being able to articulate not only my faith, but my beliefs about education, which are very tied to my faith. Um, but to be able to confidently do that, I think I need to fully understand what I believe and why. And so having these conversations now and having the boldness to not, not bend, um, or not even be like, oh, well, um, uh, not that that those bad to not fully understand or be able to articulate your thoughts, but that I can build those skills of not mm. having to do that where I can just be straight up like, no, 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 this is it. Um, and be very honest be very real with people I think is going to definitely serve me, whether that's at a meeting next week, whether that's, you know, wherever I end up living the next four years, um, or whether that's Lord willing at my school in 25 years. So I haven't specifically like, yes, my five-year plan, but, um, <laughs> in general, absolutely. I think it really is preparing me for that.
0: Michaela, in terms of obviously university experience, you know, even the word unity and diversity are kind of built into the word and mm-hmm. uh, the idea that there'd be a free exchange of ideas uh, amongst people. Uh, there are various thought worlds that take place. I was very aware of that when I became a Christian out of a, a different view. And then all these different views that were even in my, you know, guys that I did physics problem sets with like, okay, yeah. the, these guys are practicing Eastern Kung Fu techniques and playing Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and they blew all kind of stuff, my professors coming from this perspective, uh, I know what I was learning, right, about faith in in Jesus. And so how is that, but both in your friend group, but also in kind of like the authority figures of professors and things like that, how are you interacting with the various thought worlds uh, on campus?
1: Oh, I'll speak to academia in particular, I guess. It depends on the professor. it depends on the class. So in my photography class... (laughs) We have not yet had a debate about beauty, but I'm all down to do it. Um, (laughs) Or we haven't really been like, okay, as we're learning how to open our camera wider so we can get this specific light in, how is God speaking? Um, And we're not debating that. Like, that's not really come up. Um, And even in my Latin class, where it has been a huge blessing to me, um, my eight-person Latin class on Zoom at 8.30 in the morning three times a week, (laughs) Sometimes has been a struggle, I'm going to be honest, but, um, getting in there and reading about, uh, reading the firsthand account of Perpetua, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about
0: Perpetua, who that is. Some of our listeners may not know who Perpetua was, yeah. but you're reading like her diary in Latin or something like that. Yes.
1: I'm reading excerpts from her diary in Latin with my professor helping us kind of get through basically to look at, oh, that's a supine or that's an infinitive, <laughs> but, um, he loves her stuff, so we come back to him all the time. Um, basically, freccio was um, in Roman times, uh, an actual Roman woman who um, became a Christian. And her father was an influential, wealthy, you know, Roman. And the Christians were underground at that point, being persecuted. And she was pregnant and ended up um, getting arrested and for, for being a told- Christian. Yes, yeah. well, because she would not bow down to, a, basically, they make Caesar a god, yeah. um, and so she wouldn't say that the emperor, like, wouldn't pay homage to him if he was a deity, because she's like, there's only one true god. And all they said, because of her position of wealth and of power and even birthright, um, gave her the opportunity to just, if you just renounce it, then you can you know, you'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Get back she on side, him. so to speak. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Like you don't have to do anything else. Like we are making all the other Christians do. Like you, you, you get a free pass if you just will renounce your God. Um, and you don't even have to renounce your God. You just have to say Caesar too. Like you, it was a very nitpicky thing. Yeah. Um, she, you know, had a newborn on her hip, um, and ended up sticking to her guns. The baby was miraculously weaned right before she was killed. Um, and was put into the arena with wild animals and she um she was um you know killed savagely by lions i believe um and yet even in the midst of that her sacrifice i get to now read about that today in my university latin class in a completely secular environment where we are looking at infinitives um Mm -hmm. and it has just been mind-blowing to me because there is no way she would have had any conception, and in her mind that that the United States of America would even exist. To yeah. be honest with you, uh, that English was even a thing that anyone cared about, and that I'm sitting there reading her words, um, and that her story, that sacrifice that she made, it was worth it, and she's yeah. been a life for the kingdom ever since. And yeah. so it's just been an crazy incredible experience for me to just sit there and be like, okay, this right. is. This is
0: what it's about. I, yeah, it's amazing. You think of all the history that between Perpetua and you, two young women, um, yeah. and 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 how God spans that and, and encourages yeah. us through that. I, I remember reading uh, in philosophy class. I'd never read certain philosophers in source. And I was doing that at Virginia Tech for you know as a campus minister. I was like, take some philosophy. And I was like, wow, they're making me read uh, Augustine on purpose. We've this- read Augustine <laughs> yeah.
1: and Aquinas in my class. And yeah. I'm just sitting there like, yeah.
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you 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 text me the other day, hey, I'm reading uh Romans or something in the vault Latin Vulgate. Yeah. <laughs> and Luke. Yeah, yeah. You- straight
1: up because like it's it's pure classical Latin. So and it's very intact and it's very well done and it's relatively well known you know, he, it's becoming less and less known. Like he was asking us about a parable and people didn't know it, but.
0: (laughs) You're like, I can jump in on that. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, Awesome. Well, in, when you're in these, what I've just heard from you, Kayla, is that you have not just friends, but healthy and good relationships with guys, girls, different faiths, different beliefs, no beliefs. Um, obviously you're, you're doing things differently because you know, you, you follow Jesus, but how, how is that connection? How are those relationships stay good, healthy in a college setting? Um, obviously COVID's going to change, right? Where they're going to be, people are going to be going to ragers and stuff probably. Yeah. And there'll be some different contexts where maybe Friday night, there'll be more things to do than, 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 crossword, uh, cross-word puzzles <laughs> and tiny houses. Uh, maybe probably. not for, for, for everyone, but, um, how, how is that, how is that? How, how do you stay, like, present, authentic, uh, and yet yourself?
1: I think being present and authentic means that I need to be myself. Um, I don't think there's a distinction for me, um, which I'm really grateful for, because you've said this to me so many times since I was probably the first time I was, that I can remember I was, like, seven. But I've used it throughout my whole semester, talking to other people, mm-hmm. and it's to know who you are and whose you are. And being rooted in who I am is a child of God. Yeah. You got an issue with that? Yeah. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, but, but also whose I am, um, I belong to my family. I belong to my friends. I belong to God. Um, and so there is no huge battle for me um, in coming off a certain way. But I'm very conscious that if I lead with, yes, hello, my name is Kayla Monahan and I'm a Christian, that there will be assumptions made. Some of those are probably correct.
0: Yeah. Um, some of maybe not correct. Yeah.
1: May, yeah. Some, some may be, some may not be. Um And that, so, so I don't lead with that with people. I lead with, hi, I'm Kayla. Who are you? Let me listen. <laughs> let me love let me care about you yeah. because that's the bottom line yeah. um, is that I'm able to have so many meaningful relationships because I really, really care about people. And I want to know how your day was. I want to know when you're upset, I want you to come to my room crying at one in the morning. Mm. It's fine. Like, are you asleep? I don't care. Like, I'm here. Um, and so I think that takes a lot of effort to be that present. But my friends know just because I'm a Christian, and honestly, because I'm a Christian
0: yeah. is Amen. more
1: accurate, um, yeah. is why that I care about people the way I do. And so that means we're going to go walk to Kroger to buy eggs, to go diet Easter eggs tomorrow. We're doing it in in an hour and a half. Um, Or if that means that, you know, I'm exhausted and I've just been run over by a bus and I text you, hey, I I really need someone to talk to. Then I know I have like a group of three people who are like, all right, time for group therapy. And we will talk about it for hours. Um, And they know I'll do that for them and that, and they'll do it for me. And so I think ultimately, just being a genuine person and not trying to fit in and not trying to act cool. I don't really care what people think of me. (laughs) Um, like I do because I stress about it after, but that's not going to change who I am. It's just going to make me feel guilty later. Um, and so having that baseline of knowing who I am and whose I am allows me to do that, allows me to just recklessly love. Mm -hmm. Um, and, then when people ask why, like, why are you still here? Why are you still caring? Um, and why do you care about the little things, which ultimately leads to the bigger, harder things? Um, it's because I'm loved so much. And I just want to share that.
2: Mm. So, you know, you mentioning Kayla, that, that uh, you remember your, your dad read saying, yeah. uh, is, you, you need to know who you are and whose you are, and that that's really stuck with you. First of all, it gives me hope. That my kids <laughs> might remember something other than me, like yelling at them, or so. There's some hope there. So thank you. Yeah. That was really helpful. They'll
1: remember me. way more than you think.
2: <laughs> well, that that I'm not sure does give me hope, but the but that they might remember some of the good things <laughs> But I, I'm wondering if you could speak to um, how much your your life and your family and and the particular things like your, your family life is a little bit different because of who your parents are and what they're good at, what they're, you know, read, read is read, is read you know, like not, yeah. not every dad can be read, but, I, but I am wondering what can, what can I learn as a dad of kids who are, you know, 11, 10, eight and three about preparing the kind of um, you know, the, the, the posture towards life and others and towards God that, that allows you to be as secure and able to enter into uh, a friendship as you are and engage with different things in in classroom. I mean, there's a lot going on here. So,
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, first of all, every kid's different. Um, And my, my security um, is very different than my sister's security in a lot of ways. Um, And very different than my little brother's. So, um, that's not always going to look the same, but I think having um, that understanding that my family's always there has been a huge lifeline for me. Um, especially leaving home has mm-hmm. knowing that like that I have a secure family unit that's there has made a huge difference. But also that they want to push me and have since I was little. My one of the things even my I was talking to one of my atheist, well, agnostic friends about how I was raised and I was like, yeah, I was never told this is the belief. this is what you're supposed to believe and now do it not once even from the age of 4. <laughs> I was told, okay, what do you believe and why? Here's what we we believe that we live as a family and this is what we're living literally on a mission in pursuit of this in pursuit of, in pursuit of this truth and this love and this honesty and integrity but why and and to be encouraged to ask why i i always okay wait, wait, wait hold on what what do you mean by that what does this mean what did i hear with this context with these people um in school or wherever or on the soccer field what does that mean and to be able to have real conversations about that for parents not to brush their kids off um mm-hmm. and to just throw them in a senior school classroom and say you have to do this because we all do it is just so detrimental and i've had i've had friends be like, Whoa, like, I have mad respect for your parents because I wish mine had done that because I know what I believe in why. And I have had practice articulating that because around the dinner table, someone will bring up something and they're like, all right, let's go at it. Um, whether that's my younger brother, who's nine at the time, or like five, or when he was really little, just asking things very bluntly, or um, or my sister frustrated because she had a debate with someone at school that didn't go as well as she wanted. And everywhere in between that. Mm. Um, and just knowing that I am, have a place to go do that has made a tremendous difference that I can go process, you know, whatever conversation I just had, or I'm like, Hey, I need resources. I'm doing this Bible study. I'm stuck on something. And I can text my dad and be like, here, here's my Logos, like log in. Um, And not everybody can do that. And I'm very aware that I'm really, really blessed with my parents. Um, and with their experience in even a college realm, to be able to interact on the spiritual level with diff- really difficult things. Um, but I think just having that baseline of having open dialogue with your kids is so important in establishing that trust. So that when it is, you know, the next morning after somebody gets saved in your room at 1230 in the morning, like half of the semester, you can rejoice together. Amen. Or, Amen. hey, this went really badly and I think I blew it. <sighs> what can we do to fix this? Whether that's a friendship, whether that's a spiritual conversation, whether that's a, I should not have eaten out of the dining hall and I feel gross. And mom, what do I do? Like all of those have happened. <laughs> um, but I think just establishing that line of unconditional love, um, mm. while also pushing your kids to be better and to think and to truly engage with the world around them, to not just be like, Oh, well, that's true. Cause it's true. Well, well, why is it true? Cause there's a reason that you believe that. Um, there's a reason that you, as a family, believe that, and that should not just be a wishy-washy because Dad said so.
0: Yeah, it's a conversation I had with Kylie in the car, um, and I'm just going to be real, real for a second, guys, as uh, listening in is that there's a there's a sense out there sometimes with parents who want to raise children to, you know, obviously you want all your kids to believe in Jesus because you do, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's not indoctrination. It's natural. It's good. God intended it. It's a design, right? I even, when I train people in evangelism, the most powerful evangelistic tool in the history of the world ought to be and should be your family, right? This isn't, but at the same time, I think uh, folks that want to raise their kids that way kind of get this idea that then then their role is to keep bad things from their kids or keep them away Mm. from the big bad. World. So Kylie and I were in the car driving back from a, a soccer tryout she had on Monday. Uh, in Charlottesville and we're listening to like 70s classic rock songs and we're trying to figure out what this one song's about and we're like kylie is like this i think it's about prostitution and and i was like yeah, maybe it is or maybe it's uh it was like a song by gordon lightfoot sundown it's the name of the song This somebody would be creeping down my back stairs and i was like well it could be a you know it could be adultery i don't know what's going on in this song we couldn't figure it out and kylie stopped and said you know, a lot of kids who are raised in the church could never have this kind of conversation because they they will be completely removed from anything that seems like it's you know suspect, I guess. And so, yeah. and look, I'm not trying to expose our kids to to nasty things, right, Jesse? Um, you don't have to have a conversation with her about what WAP is about, <laughs> right? right. No, 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 She does. She didn't know what that was about. She asked me that, what that was about. And she was, she was disgusted by it. Better, better to ask you than to Google. Yeah. I mean, so she, she's like, she gets it. Now. So here's the thing. A lot has been said recently in discussions within Christianity in America about purity culture. Like some really weird stuff that people do growing up, I and I was just thinking to myself, I don't talk to my kids about sex that way. Um, Kayla knows that she is uh, has integrity; she respects herself. She has a body uh, who's that that's for the Lord, that's for her husband. Uh, but there's been there's no she's not you know like putting on purity rings or having these weird discussions with me growing up at all. We just taught a theological concept of what a human body is and what what marriage is, and, and that's kind of been along the way. And and our family's always been very much planted amidst the culture we live in, not to become it. Yeah. But understanding our distinctiveness and our desire to influence. And so it's not easy. It's hard. You have to have these awkward, can, can, you know. My like, Kylie is very uh, proper. Like she's like the one that has the most sense in our family. There's yeah. even Casey will say if I'm if I'm borderline inappropriate in a conversation or something. She'll <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, she says, "Look
0: at Kai's face." <laughs> yeah, said, Look, at Kai's face. <laughs> Look at Kai's face. And, and so when so when Kai <laughs> understands what WAP is about, I know that she is like. I mean she's like oh my gosh she she thinks it's terrible probably in yeah. a way that is a very heightened way mm-hmm. um but that what that didn't come from external that came from the the development of her conscience well even
2: even what i'm hearing is the is the 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 twin um reality of the love and the connection and we are here we're not going anywhere we're always going to be here we've got each other's back as a family and god has us and then on the other side, that that your family life, your table, your relation, it's, this is a place of uh, learning, discovery, inquisition, curiosity. Um, Pushing each it's other. Almost, yeah. It's almost a school of philosophy in the yeah. in the home so that when you're 20 and in college, it's not just that you know the right answers because your, your dad fed you the right answers. Yeah. Uh, you know how to seek and find the truth. You know how to how to engage with different sources coming in and sort it out. And, and
0: I I mean, I love, I love that, and guys, it, this makes me uncomfortable because obviously I know all of our flaws we, and, and this yeah. is something people don 't realize about our families, like each of us knows kind of the major kind of weaknesses sins, sins, temptations of each other, right, yeah. and that 's been known for a long time and, and we help each other and push each other on that and and to be honest guys i just didn 't have a certain thing growing up with my own father, and so there 's a lot that comes out of me uh, mm-hmm. of that 's desire oriented. Um, like for me to be able to joke with my son and tell him, Hey man, I'm looking out for you. I used to say that to him when he's really little. I mean, I mean that so deeply, um, to the point that it hurts. And, and that I want that for him to know, hey, somebody's looking out for you, hey, somebody mm-hmm. when you go to bed at night, like like Kayla we don't see her as much anymore she's doing all we there's whole days i I've been thinking this way Jesse. there's whole days that pass in her life with all kinds of things that I have no idea about, um uh, but I still sometimes I want her to know if, you know somebody's thinking about you tonight, um mm-hmm. not in a kind of like somewhere out there you know song or whatever cheesiness. uh five of the mouse song or whatever the Disney movie was, but in a in a real way they are like hey. Somebody cares about me, and there's a place to drop in and drop down yeah, no matter what's going on in my heart. And, man, that, that's something I want for myself. I want that for others. I want that for uh, our home team. And, and one of the reasons why, you know, I'll do a parent conference or I'll talk to people about what it means to, to, to try to connect to little people over time. Yeah.
1: Well, and the beauty of that, too, what you're describing is not, you know, we can build that in our flawed human relationships as much as we can, but ultimately that's what God does for us. Um, and so, even you like talking about that kind of thing or how you just reach out or that kind of stuff, like seeing a model of what a father should be, which which I know is mm. something that you are insecure about sometimes um, <laughs> and that you, how well you do it and how grateful I am for it um, is how much more God does for us, and like having that place of safety that's what a church is it's a people it, it's a people who are broken and understand they're broken. Mm. But are being built up by one another and by the Lord constantly until the day of Christ's return. And so I think families are a little microcosm, a little glimpse of what that can be um, and what we need to continue to push for families to be.
0: This is where Zoom stinks. I want to hug you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, guys. This is, um, man, I'm I'm a little bit emotionally stumped right now, I guess, and (laughs) thankful, I guess the right word. And, um, one of the things Jesse that you, you, you're already experiencing you, you will, as your kids get older, you start to receive a lot from your kids in various ways. And I've seen that with all three of mine is that they, they know my weaknesses and insecurities and, and love me anyway and even to become part of what God uses to support you as a grown-up, right? And then our roles are going to shift. I mean, I'm, like, trying to figure out what's it mean to get old. You know, it's like um Tommy jokes. He's like, yeah, Dad, you come live in my basement and watch Premier League soccer when you're old and can't walk and stuff. And I was like, oh, man, I'll, I'll probably go before your mom, so you take care of her. Well, Kaylee, in terms of – um, you know, interacting with people 1230 in the morning or just questions that people have and just your, your approach to talking to people, obviously there's a forceful, pushy way kind of to do evangelism maybe. Yeah. And then there's maybe ways of having conversations that you really care to lead people to Jesus, but it's a little, little different in an approach and posture maybe. So how's that in terms of your desire for people to come to know Christ, but yet, um, the the posture and flow, maybe the way you're going about that.
1: Yeah. My whole life I've always kind of been like, yeah, we want people to come to Christ to understand the blessings that that is. And and that is eternally, but it hasn't been till this year that like I've ached for people to get saved, Mm -hmm. like physically been in pain Mm -hmm. thinking this person might not get saved. And I know that's not, on me i know that i n- have no way that kind of power nor do i want it to be honest with <laughs> you it's a big
0: responsibility yeah, it's not yes, ours.
1: i do not have i do not have that on me and other people's souls are not mine um, mine is messed up enough i feel like that real desire to just because i'm so full of christ like um because i've hit so many moments in the semester where i'm just so empty and i was like i feel like how are you still going i'm like i don't know god god i keep going back up i keep getting filled back up like on the daily basis i'll just like be completely drained and can't give anything more to anybody else and then i get a random bible verse that happens to be my life verse oh like all right god i know you're with me and i know i can do this and then i'm filled back up again um and so even just living my life that way is an example um and makes people question like how are you standing i don't know um it's not me (laughs) and i think that having that It's not even, I mean, I guess it's technically humility, like it's not me, but like being truly rooted in that being like, I am just not capable of doing, um, everything that I'm called to do by myself, um, and that reliance that I truly have to have on God has just been a testament, I think to him, um, to me getting closer to him and to just him moving through me, but also just listening to people. If you have a question, ask. If you, um, if you don't get why I said something or you have an issue with what I said, I, I have a close enough relationship with people where they feel comfortable just asking. And they know I'm not going to attack them. I'm not forcing anything down their throats. But ultimately, if we're having a conversation about why you're feeling down and I'm affirming you and saying that you're not, you know, this terrible person, that people love you, that you have value, that comes back to you have value because you're a son and daughter of Christ. Yeah. And that... And so everybody knows if you're going to come to me, it's going to go back to Jesus. <laughs> like, um, And and yet they they still come because they know that I'm going to listen and because I'm going to engage and because I'm not just going to let them talk at me and I'm going to talk at them. Um, but if you really have an issue with the way the church treated you or someone you cared about, I want to hear about it. I want to apologize for that because that's not the love of Christ. Um, and, and then I want to grow together as we... Try and learn and figure things out, and so whether that is a friend who's just completely not um, been exposed to Christianity at all, doesn't care about Christianity at all, or as someone who is you know would say that they're a Christian and is wrestling with what that really means um, and how to live that as an as their own individual faith, what does that look like? Yeah. They all know the same baseline things about me yeah. that I'm a Christian first, yeah. and then I love them, yeah. um, and because of that those and, discussions and you're on the um,
0: and you're on the same road, right? It's like, I'm, exactly. I'm trying to figure it out too and learn and grow. And yeah, that's, uh, and, and you've even mentioned to me how, how much, um, enjoyment maybe is the right word of, uh, people that are really thoughtful, no matter yeah. what their faith is, how you enjoy that, that deep engagement about things that really matter. Right. Cause you're not just yeah. hitting a bunch of nonsense or whatever. You're actually going, going in real on, on real things.
1: Yeah on hard issues, on stuff that really hurts, um, and stuff that people really feel and stuff that is not easy to, to tell others about. Um, and so if you're willing to trust me with that, I fully understand what that means. I'm not taking that for granted. Um, and I think people who just brush off when others are hurting, you're not helpful. You're not being a wife for Christ in those moments. You're really not.
0: Yeah. Let's Um, have some kindness. And, uh, you know, that's what, what a lot of people what well, we all need we need people yeah. to love us and be kind to us and be patient with us and and i i think you're right kayla it's like what what does god do with us it's it's yeah. uh, his kindness and it, his kindness leads us to repentance and his favor leads us to life and so you mentioned the church I don't care how many um, already. Make. I love all this is an old part of the gospel underground where we have a pastor on here named jesse fury and we know the value of the local church community. And so we're going to ask Jesse to ask our final question and take us all to church here now.
2: What a setup. What a setup. Oh, my gosh. Uh, So, Kayla, I haven't had to find a church in a long time. It's been probably 20 years since I looked for a church. I'm curious, uh, your journey here in in, uh, at college and in Lex (laughs) in a different place, uh, talk, talk about what it's been like finding a church, what it's like searching, um, you know, maybe even if you have found a good church, some advice for any, anybody out there who's, you know, looking or thinking about sending their kids off to college one day, what, you know. What, what might they tell their children about finding a good church in college? Like your sister.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like your sister.
1: <laughs> so I came into college um, having a weird experience and looking for churches um, as a family because um, we went from dad's job being at the church and that's in our house Um that was to, when we were church
0: planting in New Jersey. That's what that's yeah, in yeah, yeah, context. Yeah.
1: yeah. Like, I didn't get any options, but also there was no other thought that there were other churches I was supposed to go to because, like, <laughs> that was where dad was. Um, and you were assisting and,
0: with that. I mean, we had some great memories of you helping me fold programs and things when you were real little.
1: Still, my favorite thing to do whenever he's speaking, I go early with him. But mm. um, and then we moved to Blacksbury, and that was the first time we had to really decide as a family where to look for a church. That was a whole roller coaster. <laughs> And there was, you know, it made me start to think, what do I value in a church? Like, what really matters to me? Because I'd never had to think about it before. It was very much, it wasn't just like I went along with my parents. It was like, this is our whole family's life, and this is your options. Um, And so trying to figure out, like, oh, okay, there are different kinds of pastors. There are different kinds of even denominations. There's lots of different things out there. And that started, you know. To get the gears turning a little bit for me. And I was grateful to have done that with my family, even though it was a rather stressful process.
0: Um, <laughs> we had a split household on that. Yeah, decision.
1: we did. Yeah. Um, but so Yeah, Kayla and I did not agree. Head.
0: We didn't agree. So you, what you no, were looking we for, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we didn't. Um, yeah. yeah.
1: And then, Jesse knows so that. Out
0: between, so he's not. I know that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised or offended. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but then going to college in the pandemic, I was like, oh, goodness gracious. I, do I leave campus ever? Yeah. Um, am I allowed to do that? What are the rules that change every single day and continue to change every single day? I, I don't want to go expose some grandma and something, you know, spread COVID or something. Um, and so I, before I left a, a friend and a group I was in kind of reached out to me. He was like, Hey, be sure to look at churches. And I was like, no, he was like, Oh, I'm visiting online before I leave. I was like, well, that's genius. <laughs> um, and so we did that a little bit at home with, with my family, which was great that we could kind of watch a couple different churches before I left. And then I got here and I kind of found a non-denominational church that I was like, it looks and feels right on YouTube. Um, <laughs> and every Sunday I would watch on my own um, kind of just early in the morning. I would watch the week before that was already recorded because I didn't want to wait for the church service later in the afternoon. When half the day was gone. I was like, I don't want to do an 8 a.m. service. And I kind of used that as an excuse. Um, and I didn't realize how much I was using it as an excuse. Now, it's a bad excuse that I didn't want to go give someone COVID, and I didn't know um, exactly how much I could push it. But particularly this semester, when more and more of my friends have found churches they've dialed into, I was like, well, I'm kind of going to this one. Great church. You know, Rockbridge um, Community Church is great. And one of my friends randomly texted me on a Sunday afternoon and was like, hey, I want to come show you my outfit. I'm like, okay, my door's open. And she came up, I was like, oh, you look great. Where were you? And she was like, oh, well, a group of us have been going to church. I knew every single person in that group. So I was friends with a lot of them. And she's like, yeah, we go every Sunday. And that's also where the head of uh, service cohort, all, most of those kids are a part of that I'm in. Um, the like leader of our group goes there and with her family and her kids. And I was like, oh, okay, that'd be fun. And I was like, all right, well, let me go with y'all next week. And I've gone every single week since. Uh, I've really gotten plugged in. Um, and like, even, you know, I'm lucky enough, I'm going home for Easter this weekend, but the head pastors having all of us college kids over Sunday afternoon for Easter dinner. So if I wasn't home, I'd be there. And you know, they, a bunch of, I didn't do it cause I'm already overcommitted, but, <laughs> um, most of my friends in that group are now leading Awana and helping with youth group and are, um, really plugged in and are being loved on by multi-generational um, in multi-generational ways that only a church can provide. And even I was sitting there and a woman was speaking about how next year they're going to have a classical Christian middle school boys school meet in the sanctuary. And if they have, you know, spe- if, if you have any way you can pray for them or want to love on them or want to bring have speaker suggestions, whatever. So I went up and talked to her and was like, Hey, this is crazy, but this is what my dad does not to mention I want to found one of these. That's my dream. That's why I'm in college.
0: <laughs> and we started talking and I was just like, wow,
1: this, this is incredible. I came, I came back and was just beaming. Um, I was like, this is just God moving in so many ways and uh, opening up so many doors that I didn't even imagine. And that was me getting over my fear and just getting ready, getting out of my room. <laughs> I didn't want to on a Sunday morning and going to church, um, and finding a community that is truly gospel centered. That's the base. That was my baseline thing. It's like, you need to talk about Jesus. I'm sorry. Like if that is not foundational <laughs> to you and the gospel is not the core of everything you're doing and what you're preaching, then it's not going to work for me. And, um, and this was, ser- up- this
0: was serendipitous because this was not a church that we found when we looked yep. and we're, you know, because ah. we're trying to be the responsible yeah. folks. This all just kind of happened. And then, so of course, when I hear she's going to some different church that a bunch of folks took her to, I'm like, Ooh, what is it like? And so I went to the website. I was like, this is amazing. I love this place. Yeah. So yeah, that was really encouraging to to us too. That yeah.
1: yeah, and like I looked up their website and was like looked at their mission statement. I looked at their values. I looked and and, and mm. most churches should we should have that. And I knew that because of my dad. Um, and so I was like, all right, I want to know what they believe and truly what they believe. Um, and that was really important in my decision. And so I was like, obviously I'm going to go just to be with my friends and go. But I would say best advice I can give is make sure you find somewhere gospel centered um, and you find somewhere that is authentic to the Bible is not just, you know, making a scrapbook out of feelings um, (laughs) from the pulpit. And that kind of thing, um, but, but you're also, not you're
0: not opposed to scrapbooking your feelings. No,
1: I'm not. As someone who is a diehard scrapbooker, and ridiculously open and with their
0: feelings, tiny, <laughs> tiny house builder, tiny house yeah. poet, <laughs> poem writer. Yeah. Oh yeah, I
1: yeah. The amount of notebooks I brought with me to college that are now full is kind of absurd. But oh, no, but um, being able to really preach from you know the Bible is really important. Um, and, and so having those, and then just taking a chance and putting yourself out there, like, especially Mm. as a college kid, go do it. Church is important. Uh, It's so easy to brush (laughs) off. It is so easy to just be, Oh, I've got this ministry thing. Oh, I've got this Bible study. Go to church. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: And you, and you mentioned the uh, one more thing, if I could, if I could add one, you mentioned the multi-generational environment that you can't find anywhere else when you're in college. I mean, you, you might get a little bit in class, but in class, it's just a group of college kids and one person. That's a different generation. Usually. Yeah, uh, But in church, you're just surrounded by babies and old people and all kinds I miss of
1: people. kids so much. <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Good.
0: Well, Kayla, we know you. I, we know you're a busy college student. You got lots of classes. You're involved in our conversations are now, are you involved in too many things? Uh, trying to make those Almost. decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Some days when the meltdowns are happening and, uh, now you call other people and not just us. That's amazing. Um, we we appreciate your time we really do that you would be transparent with us open with Mm us uh, give your time on an afternoon in your dorm to a podcast always want to hang out with your dad Uh, this is a private fear of all families have will they ever will they forget us someday and um, (laughs) so thanks for being with us today it's been an honor and uh caleb college we'll have you on again you're I love it. you're a good guest, Kayla. We appreciate it when you are on with us. And uh, passage in the Bible: Walk in wisdom towards outsiders. Make the best use of your time. Let your speech be gracious. Season with salt, so that you may know how to answer each person. Thank you, Kayla, for modeling that for me and for us and our listeners to the Gospel Underground podcast, produced in partnership with Jesse in the Bonhoeffer House. Review us on iTunes. Tommy Reed, your little brother, actually wrote a review on iTunes. Five stars are acceptable. Send your comments, feedback, questions you might want us to take up here on the Underground to info at gospelunderground.org. Have your friends send us some questions. We'd love to take up their questions. We are a dialogue. taking place in the borderlands between the church and culture. Hope to see you out there in Rad and in Lex <laughs> and in the bird. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Thanks, guys.